All right, welcome to Facebook Live with Hoosier Hardwoods Live. Um, today we're just going to sit here and talk about what the show is going to be about, um, what to expect, and so forth. Um, I'm Matt Lamar. It's Merle Robinson. And um, so Hoosier Hardwoods Outdoors originated in November of 2018. We uh, are a group of guys that are passionate about the outdoors. There's six members of the team. There's uh, Derek Walden, Brad Walden, Kayler Persinger, um, Merle, and myself. And we recently brought on Corey Holman, um, which Corey is going to bring. He's going to be a huge asset to the team. Um, Merle here is a turkey call maker, so that's why I brought him on board so I could get free turkey calls out of him. But it ain't because I can handle a little bit or anything no, or answer any questions. No, Tristan runs your operation. Well, that's true, too. Okay. So. <laughs> but, yeah, so today we're just going to say here, if anybody has any questions or whatever, you feel free to ask them because, you know, Dustin's running the the show behind us or in front of us, whichever way the camera's facing, and he can, ask, he can let us know if there's any questions. Um, we do have – we are working on a lineup of guests to come on the show, so that'll be huge. Um uh, we've also talked about doing some like big buck profiles, um, some deer that have been harvested in our local counties that we would like to profile. Um, also, too, we're going to keep track of what's going on with our local lakes and um, the turkeys and everything. Yeah, coon hunting and anything from coon hunting to mushroom hunting, we'll try to bring it. Um, we do go live. We want the interaction. We want you people to ask questions. Those questions we want to try to answer. And if we can't get an answer, you know, if we can't answer it, we will get the answer for you. Yeah, because we're not know-it-alls by any means. We just love the outdoors. What do you mean, and, bud? I'm a good hunter. Well, I'll talk to Tristan. Okay, bud. Okay. Well, you got to pull that out of your back pocket every time. I Come do. on, man. I do. Come on. You had to learn, Tristan, it. You had Trist- to learn it from somebody. Yeah, Tristan taught you more than you taught Tristan. I'm I don't sure. know. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's just what our focus is going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we just love the outdoors. and So the origination of the podcast came because, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are nationally known. Um, we've done some research on it, and there's really no podcast to cover our local stuff. So Merle and I got together at work and started talking about it, and we thought, hey, Let's start a podcast. Well, then I started looking at the equipment for podcasts, and I had no idea what I was buying. Um, I know Dustin does a lot of other podcasts, so I contacted him, and here we are. You know, so we hooked up with APR Studios. And so, buddy, you're admitting he was just a little bit smarter than you, put this all together. Absolutely, I mean, come on, come absolutely. On. I mean, I you can, know, Google's your friend. You know, here's the deal. I can <laughs> I can hunt and fish anything. Now come on, I've when yet it comes to see to, that now. When, when it on. comes to putting cords together and running a computer, <laughs> we're going. I mean, I I did do I you know I bought all the, the equipment to do our video editing, yeah. I, you know, yeah. and I've kind of got that down somewhat. But when it comes to like major stuff, I'm out. Like I I, I could figure it out, but but there's just a lot of cords going through there. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's A, B, and C, mic one, mic two, stuff like that. You know, I mean, it doesn't look very hard. There's more to it than you, you think. I don't know, man. It's not like plugging I, I, in your only, Nintendo. I only see like three or four computers back there. No, well, that's three or four <laughs> too many for me. But so you'll be all right hitting that GoPro button, you know, the screen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Our, you can just hit that Go button and you'll be absolutely. able to get some footage. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little story. So in November, 
I took my daughter. My daughter hunted with me for two or three years, but this was her first year actually carrying a gun and so forth. So I took I she carried a gun and I took the video camera. So we're standing sitting in the stand. It's the opening morning, and I told her I said there was no expectations going in. I said whatever you now, whatever but it is. There's always expectations. Well, for her. For me, it's different. Well, for her, she's a little better than you are. She, she is. Okay. She's a lot well, better. But patience. Patience. Women have patience. I don't have patience. Well, me neither. So we're sitting there, and a buck walks in. And I didn't really check this deer out or whatever. I just knew if there was a deer coming in. You're I want to get harvested. I want, yes, I wanted harvested. her to get her first deer. So I get the camera rolling, and I this deer came in so fast, I don't even – I can't figure out where it zooms But you were at. asleep. Pretty much, yeah. You were asleep. You wasn't expecting it. Yes. You were asleep. Okay. So I couldn't even figure out where Zoom was at. So I'm sitting here trying – I'm looking at a two-inch viewfinder on this camera, and I'm, like, fumbling all over the place. Well, I told her, I said, when it gets behind this – when it gets past this tree, I'm going to stop it. Had you shoot. seen the rack yet? I seen – I had a rack, but I didn't know what deer it was. You didn't, but you knew there were some horns there. Yes. All right, all right. So it gets behind the tree – passes a tree i stop it she shoots i don't even record like this deer running off i shut the camera and stick the camera in my pocket and watch the deer run off bud what you missed it i mean what, i did what, what, i did was I, you excited i was overly excited okay because come to find out this was one of the biggest deer on the farm i didn't yes, check it, it out a, it was a, it was a dandy deer. and then we go to recover the deer and i realize what deer it was and i'm like holy cow I totally should have took the gun out of her hands, gave her the camera, and Dad should have killed it. But but I, I'm not like that. But I'm I've proud been, of her. I've been there so many times like that, and you take these kids, and it just seems like it's just like magic. Yes. You know, the big one to come up there. And, but like with Tristan, all the times that he's always hunted, and he's harvested a lot of deers and turkeys, it never fails. He'll always have that smaller one coming in, and he always has to pass it up. Yeah. And he's sitting there blowing me up. Why can't a bigger deer come in? Well, sometimes you get too wrapped up in the harvest, and you'll too quick to harvest that doe. Yeah. So that kid, he's went years without filling his buck tag because he let a 130, 140-inch deer walk by right. trying to be patient. Now, a guy was talking to me one time, and they got a great farm over on the other side of you in Washington County. I'm not going to mention any names yet, but they have a great farm. So, anyways, he shows me all this footage and all these deers, all these pictures, and it's like, look, if you want to get good at harvesting deer once in a while, sometimes you got to harvest that 130 deer. Right. You know, you've put all that time and effort into it. Have something to show for it. You want to grow them, get them big, but you know what? Sometimes it's just, it's all part of the harvest once yes, in a while, but yeah. it's also part of the camaraderie and the things that go along with hunting. But you know what? There's people sat there a long time. Harvest you a deer once in a while. Make you some jerky. Show them what it's all about. Right. You know, I, that's just because there's. Said. I mean, the one thing that we try to focus on at Hoosier Hardwoods is the fact that there's more to the hunt than just the. I mean, there's stories behind all of it. Like just me <laughs> yeah. sitting in the stand that morning with my daughter was enough for me. I mean, regardless if she harvested a deer or not, either way, I'd have been perfectly happy that morning. You know. Now I don't know if she would have been, but as a dad, I mean, I would have been perfectly happy just sitting there with her all morning. So. Yeah. I mean, there's more to the stories than just what we harvest. And and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start filming a lot of what we do because we want to share it with people. We want to share the story. We want to yeah. keep it for years to come and show family members down the road, you know. so Yeah, and each each hunt's unique. Something's going to happen. Something's different. You know, we got the opportunity to hunt Washington County five years ago. We're sitting there. Tristan burns my phone up. Hey, there's a bobcat down there. It's like, yeah, they've been around over here a little bit longer than, you know, they have in Jackson County. 
what do I do? I said, sit there and watch it. Wubba climbs up the tree. It's not going to climb up the tree. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's as scared as you are him, you know, and that's that's the way it works. But, you know, taking those kids, it's just, it's an experience every time you go. Like you said, it's just, it's something different. Well, and the thing that we're, I mean, it amazes me too how, I mean, how successful kids are because I know I'm speaking on my daughter and my son. I mean, every time I go do something with them, I get beat in whatever we do. Oh, yeah. You're, like, you're getting the beat down every like time. Me and my cousin took my daughter fishing a couple years ago, and we went to Starf Hollow, and we made a decision. Whoever catches whoever catches the first fish <laughs> but you gets, were already free, out. gets free lunch. And I knew where this was going to go. <laughs> you were so, already out. I mean, it wasn't five minutes after my cousin said this, and Natty had already caught the first fish. And I'm like, why does she get free lunch? How come Dad don't get free lunch? I, I didn't catch fish all day. <laughs> They yeah. caught fish all day. I didn't catch anything. So, yeah. So I don't. I mean, it, when you take kids, man, it just it changes everything. I mean, they're magic. I mean, let's like you take Cooper. Tristan's a good outdoorsman. He's a great outdoorsman. But Cooper will always catch a bigger fish than him, no matter where you're going. Cooper has caught a bigger bass than him. Hank Cooper's was up there, probably in the nine range. I mean, they text me and said, "Look at this big monster Cooper caught." like how many of you caught tristan well i caught a few but those kids are magic i've fished right beside cooper we'll all be using the same bait and cooper will catch 30 yeah. and you're sitting there right beside him yeah it's the magic those kids have the magic and people need to get them out and get them hunting and stuff and we will be informative and try to help you out because i've took those kids ever since they were almost big enough to walk right you know i harvested a doe one time i shot it with my muzzleloader i went and got tristan i think he was four or five years old it's like, look, let's see if this kid can do this. So I was like, you see that blood trail over? Yep, yep. I said, take your time. Find this deer. And I and I heard the deer pile up, and I knew where the deer was at. But I just sat back, took my time. He did it. Now that kid sees blood better than I do. He runs with it like, here yeah. it is, here it is, here it is. And I'm yeah. not that old. I don't need glasses, well, and I'm not colorblind. Well, but, but, you know. You're, you're getting up there. I'm getting up there. But I'm still good, <laughs> bud. This is like wine. You're you getting know? up there. Yes. You're getting better with age, huh? Yes, sir. But, yeah. I mean, it, and the, the cool part about hunting with kids, too, is, man, it becomes a competition. Because Addie shot her. the first. This is the first deer she'd ever even shot at. That's the amazing part about it. But. I had to text my son. I'm like, hey, I said, Addy just shot a big one. And he's like, well, oh, you're, you're lying. I'm like, no. He, so every two seconds, he was blowing my phone up wanting pictures. Well, then I sent him a picture, and he instantly, like, goes into my sister's not going to outdo me mode because he's never killed a buck. And the first deer she kills was a buck. So he's, like, instant. But she's spoiled, man. It was a monster. Yeah, a I, big know, deer. I know. Spoiled. Though the taxidermist told me I ruined her. So well, You have ruined her. I promise you. I've been there. She's really... <laughs> She's going to so, sit there and say, no, I'm not shooting. That's not as big as the one I yeah. got, you know. But. but I told her, I said, you got to stay humble. I mean, it's part of the game. And, you know, there's, like I said, you know, there's more to every harvest than just to kill. It's it's the story behind it. So, you know, we run a lot of trail cameras and, you know, stuff like that. So it's always cool to get deer on film or on trail cams. And then I like chasing that deer. Like, where's he at? Where's he? I don't care if it's a basket rack six-pointer. If you can outsmart him, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the thing, too, about doing this local deal, too, is, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I mean, we we all watch hunting shows. We all get wrapped up in hunting shows. Yeah, and the thing is, we, you know, in southern Indiana, there are a few select people, but I don't have a thousand acres to manage. I can't just. That's true, but, bud, you're not saying where do you hunt at over there? 
But is well, that an indisclosed that's just, location? Yeah, yes, you're absolutely. Not gonna tell. You've never invited me to go hunting with you. Well, I mean, I don't you think know. my phone is rang either. So, how do you know, bud? Because I, check, I check, I check it. it. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Maybe it's a code name. Maybe you know. You never know. No, are you one of those numbers that call? I have no idea who they are. <laughs> want to lower my interest rate or whatever? <laughs> it could be That's how he starts the conversation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, I do want to ask you guys this, yeah. and for those that can't see me, I'm off camera, but these guys have been so kind to let me kind of chime in when I want to. But you know, both of you obviously have kids involved. My my kids are are younger. I've got a four year old and a nine month old. The nine month old's not quite ready, but. The four-year-old's starting to get ate up with the outdoors a little bit. And what, you know, how, with all the distractions kids have today, how do you get them so interested in the outdoors? Well, well, for me, I mean, it's, it's weird because when Addie goes with me, I mean, Addie's 14, but when she goes with me, she still takes her phone. So to kill the (laughs) downtime, entertainment, yeah, to kill the downtime, um, a buddy of mine, Byron Ray, I know when he took Cade, he took Cade uh, hunting one time, and he said the most important thing was not to leave the iPad at home. So, you, I mean, for us, it's you, you have to make sure that it's it's fun for them. I mean, I know when I was a kid, we didn't have that kind of stuff. So when you went hunting with Grandpa, you sat there for four or five hours, and if you didn't see nothing, I mean, all you did was talk. But yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's the keeping it fun for them as well. I mean, when you when I take kids hunting. I mean, I, I have expectations, but I don't make them too high. So whatever happens, happens, and, and make sure that it's fun for that kid. And when I started doing all that stuff with the kids, you know, I put Tristan through the ringer a little bit, and I showed him the easy way and the hard way. And I tell you what, if you, when you're taking those kids and you want them to be successful, you have to watch the moon and the weather patterns and stuff, and we'll get into that on later shows. But you can help yourself be successful. I mean – I showed my boys, you know, let's go hunting, let's go hunting. Okay, we went hunting. We didn't see anything. We sat there for a long time. Yeah. The moon was wrong, weather was wrong, wind was wrong, everything was just wrong. And then, I think the next year or so, it's like, look, I'm going to show you guys how to do this better. So we started watching the fronts, hunting the fronts, and everything come in, and we were twice as successful. Yeah, and like for me, I mean, I'll, I'm not, I'll sit in any kind of weather. I don't care. Like, when it comes to hunting, let's just hunt. Yeah. But – you got to watch the weather too because i mean i sit in the pouring down rain i don't care but for a 14 year old kid i don't think she's all about set, sitting in the rain or the snow or the well, bud you got them all die task that's where you pull the blind out once in a while well, yeah, sometimes but, you have to pop yeah it but sometimes i'm not i'm all for blind hunting but i think you lose your um the, the time in, in outdoors you do but sometimes it's soaking a, in the rain it's and adapt the snow and move, and the, but it's not about the survival of the fittest sometimes <laughs> You well, just, I'm not the fittest. I'll tell you that. But I think you've been working out. I have been working out. I know. Yep, been walking to the fridge. About <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's we're our, on the same workout plan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's kind of like my take on the kid deal. Just make sure it's fun for them. Yeah, make sure it's fun. And like I said, you know, later on shows we'll tell you some things that's going to help you be a little bit more successful, and it's just going to make it just a little bit easier. And so one thing I did for Eddie too was we didn't start off with the whole like the deer hunting thing. Like we started off with the fishing and because you know because your odds are up you know and, and oh, yeah. to keep it more and then once she got into out the outdoors itself that's when we started the deer hunting and uh, she needs all that to go, good stuff. she needs to go ice fishing bud it's I, you at. know I, it's where it's at pray yeah. for ice you guys hate cold weather but pray for ice ice fishing is great it's fun it's it is but there's just a point to me like when deer season gets over I'm ready for turkey season and 
like warm, like t-shirt and short fishing, not <laughs> sitting in the lake going like this. You know, I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> it but fun. I'm not against it. But for me, I'll just soon stay in the heat and wait for turkey season. But I can pop you up a blind on the ice and we can put a little heater in there. See, that's one thing I've never understood. Sandwiches. I mean, I, I never have understood. You. So you go, and I've seen this several times. But you go out on a lake, yeah, and then you start a heater. I mean, I don't understand <laughs> that. Like, but just as long as you can get your hands warm, sometimes because I don't wear gloves when I go ice fishing. Everybody to me, all I can see is cold. You that's go out you on the lake and you build a fire. I don't understand that. Like, I just. <laughs> That well, defeats the whole purpose of being on ice, right? But it's just, it's kind of like the mind over matter thing. You're sitting there and you see that heat and you can get just a little bit warm and you're, you're good. Okay, so it's just like a mild heat, not like a yeah, it's not a raging bonfire. Fire. Yeah, well, correct. Because I don't I, think your bonfire lasts very long. Hey, <laughs> no water. you'd be surprised. I watched some guys dig an old barrel out one time. We were ice fishing an old river shanty and they dug that barrel out, put a fire in it. I watched my dad, we were catching fish go to Vlonia when that store was open, got some hot dogs, come back, and everybody was eating hot dogs, and there was probably 300 fish on the ice. So, I mean, you know, there's an old tub sitting there, and they started a fire. Yeah, but with Indiana weather, Hillbilly I mean... Hillbilly ingenuity, bud. Yeah, but here's the thing about Indiana weather, too, is we had, we went from a we went for a 90-degree swing in, like, three days, yeah. right? It's, it's Indiana. So how do, you, how do you get, like, all gung-ho about ice fishing? Bud, you pray a lot. I was praying. It's like I wanted this polar vortex to I die. I mean, I get, I get like, diving. I know October 1st deer season is coming in, right? So you can get geared up for it. You can't get geared up for something that it's 90 degree swing in three days and you can't. No. And the thing of it is, is the last time we had ice, it had been such a dry spell that we had it. I still had all my stuff, the ice jigs and stuff like that. So wherever I was going, we were killing them. I mean, I still had the jigs from, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. I still had all that stuff. Most people, they didn't have it, and nobody right, had it on the shelf. Right now, I think you would be better off getting a plastic pool from Walmart, freezing it over, <laughs> and putting some like toy fish in it. Yeah, I'm I, having fun. I will be honest. I just looked the other day and told my wife. I had a friend that went up to Minnesota and did it. And, oh, that would be awesome. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, it's a full, I mean, it's a full cabin on the, on the ice. Right, yeah. I mean, it's be awesome. 50-inch TV, cook stove, bunk yep. beds, and eight fishing holes. I thought... If this isn't the way to ice fish, I don't know what exactly. is. Exactly. See, do, I'd be all about that. Yeah. Like I'm in. I'm watching. I'm watching the game on TV and dropping my line at the same time. It right. was. It was pretty cool. Yeah. See here, you. I mean, you get ice fish for 30 minutes in the morning. And you better be off the ice before noon. <laughs> it's gonna thaw out. It's gonna yeah. thaw out on you. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, we fished one time when we actually had ice back in the 80s. We were sitting there fishing and we had that big temperature swing and there was over 12 inches of ice on. So I'm out there with my dad and his buddies, and you know what? I wasn't paying attention. I was used to throwing those fish on the ice, and I'd caught two or three big red ear. Well, they swam off. We were fishing with water on top of the ice in a T-shirt. It had got that warm. Now, it was going rotten fast, and I mean, they might have put me in harm's way, but if you didn't put the fish in the bucket, dude, it was swimming They were off. gone. Yeah, swimming off. And so, you know what? My mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Lessons learned. Do we have any viewers? Is there anybody viewing this? Yeah, we've got uh, 13 people watching Sweet. right now. 13, um, come on, come on, people, come on. And we've had uh, we've had it, you know, kind of go up and down, and some, and uh, uh, lots of comments about, you know, really excited about this, doing a great job. You guys have found Sweet. your calling. Good. Um, you know, um, somebody uh, brought up, you know, squirrel hunting, which I do think, you know, when, when we were sure. talking about the kids, I, I can tell you when I was a kid. 
I was never as excited about deer hunting because again, it was like dad would take me out, you know, he would put me next to a tree. I'd sit there. That was long before technology. And I'd sit there for four hours and hardly ever see anything and think, man, this is awful. But then (laughs) when I got the opportunity to go turkey hunting, that changed the whole thing because then there was a game. Yes. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just sit and wait, which now that I'm older and I understand deer hunting a little better, it's not just sit and wait, but when i sat with dad and we we were calling turkeys in and you could hear him gobbling back and there was this back and forth that excited me when i would go duck and goose hunting with my dad that excited me squirrel hunting there was more to it than just sit here i'll be back in four hours yeah and and wait so again i think you guys made a great point there with the with the young ones is give them something where there's going to be you know some action and some things going on we and and we love squirrel hunting um, when I was, uh, well, I, I'm going to say kid. When I was in high school and this guy high school, my grandpa got in. I, I, I had coon hunted several times with like Walker coon hounds and, and black and tans and stuff. But my grandpa decided he was going to get into squirrel dogs, mountain curd squirrel dogs. But a squirrel dog is awesome. Oh, it's if you've never done it, it's a, I mean, like we would we would go to our hunting spot. We would get our 22 rifles out of the truck. And he'd always put the dog, the, the, the guns on top of the dog box and then he would turn toby loose squirrel dog before we could get our clips full of 22 shells that dog had done went through the woods and had a tree squirrel or a squirrel treed and i'm like oh you know what we do and he's like we gotta take off we, <laughs> we gotta, gotta go. go and then we you know we'd go shoot the squirrel out the next thing i know that toby was gone and then 10 minutes later he had another one i'm like it just added a whole di- i mean i love squirrel hunting just going out and watching for him but this whole squirrel dog thing was, was did, awesome did that squirrel dog did it just do the locator bark and just kind of wait on you it just didn't keep barking because that squirrel would jump tree to tree yes, did it you know that now if now if he if the squirrel would stay in the tree then he would bark just every yeah. little whip yep. stitch or something like yep. that yeah it's, it's a blast because we had, had one in squirrel dogs like that and it was a pure blooded feist and that dog had sat there and i always till dad explained it to me that that dog would bark and then you wouldn't hear it and you're going into that direction the dog would bark and then you wouldn't hear any barks. It's like, why is that dog not barking? It's not like coon hunting. Yeah, timbered out. When that dog seen us coming, that dog never barked again. Yeah. And we'd kill 100 squirrels from December on after everybody got yep. done deer, deer hunting back yep. then. It's, it was a blast. And then a lot of people use them mountain curs too to coon hunt with. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll squirrel hunt with them all day, and then they'll coon hunt with them all night. But so. them cur dogs are ugly. They're ugly. Well, they're, they're cute as puppies, I think. But there's nothing better than a you know speckled pup. Pretty speckled pup, but still, cur dogs are just ugly. There's brindle stripes on them and stuff. Well, the thing is, when I when I look at a dog, now, come on. for hunting, I'm I'm, I'm looking if, at if your that eye dog, here. If that dog can do what I want it to do, I don't care what he looks like. But it's got to be pretty. It's all about presentation sometimes. You think him squirrel slipper and say, "Well, here comes a pretty dog here bouncing pretty through dog. the woods." Yeah, no. Look no. at we better go because no. here comes a pretty dog. No. <laughs> I want one around to the woods with a slobber hanging out of his mouth and getting it, getting it. Now we need to ask a question here. You had that twenty two rifle. How many shots did it take you to kill the squirrel? I wasn't going to bring that up. Well, but I know that. That's re- I just want to know how, how 20, many. If twenty two hunting adds a whole new perspective to squirrel hunting, but it's precision. Well, I'm pretty precise, but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the squirrels don't cooperate. Yeah, yeah they're kind of moving uh so yeah i mean i you know i would really i mean i'm even even for doing like a squirrel hunting show sometime too i mean we we're open to anything boys we're we're going to yeah. talk about anything hunting so but you got to share your harvest because 
these two guys right here, I mean, we kind of like to eat, too. Yes. We like to eat them squirrels, we do, squirrel and dumplings yeah. or something, you know? So the calling is going to be, if you do a show with us, <laughs> it requires 10 pounds of whatever exactly. meat we're talking about. Exactly. That, that sounds like a deal yes. right there. Rob Garfield asked, uh, you know, let's show off some of those awesome-looking turkey calls. Um, as one of the sponsors, Robinson Custom Calls. All right. Right here, we turn these cherry pots out, and I'm coming. Behind, excuse me, getting tongue tied. I'm behind the eight ball a little bit, but we're going to pick up momentum this weekend, Rob. And I don't know if your name was on the list or not, Chief. So you're going to have to get on it. You know, <laughs> you know, there's a bunch of people ahead of you, and you want yours before turkey season. But they come signed on the back and put the RCC on them, and I got hats and shirts and everything coming. This is a cherry pot right here. That's a piece of crystal. Now, when we started doing this, people like a logo in there. To me, I can take it or leave it, but it looks nice. So you're going to have to learn to condition it and stuff, and that's going to come on a later show on how to condition your striker, how to keep it up, and how to take care of your striker. And we're going to do the giveaway. When are you going to do the ones for the We're We're posting. Okay, so speaking of the, the – well, let's go ahead and discuss this, the call okay. thing. Because I want to do a giveaway for Hoosier Hardwoods Outdoors. I will post a post on our Facebook page tonight – Robins, uh, Merle will also do a giveaway on the Robinson Custom Calls page. So it's going to be two separate giveaways, but our turkey call is going to have the Hoosier Hardwoods logo in it. Which looks good. Which I looks like really it. good. I like it. And then Merle is going to do, he'll, he'll have his own directions in his giveaway. Yeah, for it, but they're two both. Separates. But we're, we're going to give away the turkey calls, and then we'll also give away, I'm going to give away a few other things with the turkey call. So but you can give away decal or shirt, something. Decal? Something, yeah. I don't, I don't have a decal. I'm part of the team, but I don't have a decal. I thought I gave you a decal. But why am I always last? You just It's just... I, well, I don't know. You'd think, I, it, you'd think that one time I'd be number one just once. It's, your time's coming. Thanks, bud. I, your I time's coming. That. But, but yeah, these these calls, I mean, they're... You know, one thing, too, with, with the Hoosier Hard, Hardwoods gang is we... We're all about... I mean, there's, there's a lot... We've talked to a lot of different companies out there about sponsorships and stuff like that. And one thing about Merle is Merle's local. And there's nothing better to me than it's local. I mean, I know I've known Merle for a long time, and his turkey calls scream. So it, there's been a lot of birds killed these turkey calls. So, I mean, it's, to me, it's a no-brainer to not want to use these turkey calls. And he's right. You know, a lot of people strike a turkey with a box call and stuff. But, man, I have worked on these things for years. I laid off on making them to sell them and stuff just a little bit and tweak some stuff and all my boys, his his buddies, they all wanted these calls. I got made like 35 last year. And those kids came and picked those things up, and they pushed them to the limits. And while I was working, when the good turkey hunting and stuff was going on, oh, my gosh, the phone was blowing up every single day. Hey, Merle, look at this. Hey, Merle, look at this. Look at this turkey. Look at this big old bird. This has got three or four beards. And we'll just we'll have some stuff going on with that. We don't want to give away right. everything on our prelim show, but – when you get one of my calls, I can condition it, you can condition it, it will be ready. And when I give away mine, I'm going to let you choose what you want to have in it. If you want crystal, if you want glass, or if you want slate, I'm going to let you do that. You don't have to fly my logo. Um, it's signed on the back. We know who made that thing. And I promise you, you'll have a good experience. I mean, you can't buy it at Walmart. Those things have worked my tail off on them. And we have some different things there. I mean, you can get some with like some turkey tracks and stuff on the back of a wood soundboard just through kind of the clear crystal um some of them here we've made a stencil so we can go back through there and painted glass like that is awesome it takes a lot of time i mean people like it it's, it's something different but 
we'll we'll have some more stuff coming out on these turkey calls here real soon we just don't want to exhaust everything real quick and we'll do some introductions to these things um we'll squawk with them a little bit but that that's coming down the road all right because rob garfield asked if he could hear how they sound so that's coming down the road it's right? coming down, down the road we don't want to give these, everything these turkey, away today yeah these calls here actually aren't put together these are orders yep. and one thing we want to do is we want to kind of talk about the giveaway so well, we brought the one with my logo in it and the one with Merle's logo in it. So, yeah, we're going to have actually a turkey call episode. But I promise you, Rob, you're not going to be disappointed, man. <laughs> when I say they'll scream, they, they come scream. up. Yeah, they come down. I mean, it's just it's just an awesome call. I've put a lot of years in building these things. And when you get it, it will work. But you got to get a hold of them and get your name on the list, bud. Be a lot of people on that giveaway. So Another thing, too, I think what we – oh, I forgot to mention on the thing is – is we're going to do a 10-episode series to start off with. Correct. So yeah. every Tuesday, starting the 19th of February, every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, we'll be live right here at this table talking everything, hunting and fishing. And we'll we'll, we'll show it out. I mean, we're going to do, like, certain shows. You know, we'll, we'll focus on a, a certain topic each show. Because if you get me and Merle just sitting here just talking, we'll never. Or we'll, I mean, I, we'll probably be here eating supper with Dustin and Callie. If, That's right. If we're, we sit here and just talk about hunting and fishing, we'll be here eating supper. So, yeah. But and this is going to be, you know, we're going to bring a lot of local people on here. Yes. You know, from northern Indiana and stuff down, mostly around our area, there are many, many, many talented people. And when I say that, it doesn't matter. If they're coon hunting, if they're squirrel hunting, bow hunter, non-bow hunter, just fishing. There's a ton of yeah, all oh, the fishing guys, and all these people. I mean, they they'll travel and they're successful. Yes, and that's what the basis of our show is going to be about. We want to bring some of those people in, and hopefully they can you can get some knowledge and stuff from them because I, I'm proud of where I'm from. Mine I mean, too. I, I got a lot of great hunting and fishing buddies and. You know what? I'm not afraid to ask a question, and you know, like I said, me and Matt's got a lot of experience. And if we can't answer it, we will get you an yeah, answer. Because there's a lot that I like to learn too. I mean, all those guys from the hunting and the fishing and stuff. I mean, I'm really proud of those people. And we're not going to mention a whole lot about names and stuff because some people will be coming in here. But I'm excited, Matt. I am too. I'm, 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 just, too. I'm excited this, about it. This I'm is ready. the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm telling you. <laughs> But with you being from Washington, that's sliced bread thing. That's, bit, that's a big from, deal. Let's 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 go back. Wait, 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 wait. I'm you're, actually you're from south Jackson of the Scatatack River, man. I am from Jackson County. I, I, I migrated due to marriage across the river. I like going across the river. It's scenic. But, but I but I migrated. So but I'm technically from <laughs> Jackson County. That's right. He is a Jackson <laughs> County boy. But I live in Washington County. So. Right. All right. Well, um one thing I will bring up here, a couple of the uh comments. Um Brad Walden did say, Matt, tell them, tell about our deer frit fishing. So, <laughs> what knew, was that again, Dustin? Say Brad, that again. I knew Brad bring it up. It said, uh, Matt, tell about our deer fishing. So, deer fishing. Yeah. So, on we, we went, this has been probably six, seven years ago, but we all went hunting on a farm that Brad and Derek grew up on. And we shot a doe, and this doe ends up in the river. It's a small river. So we're all sitting around scratching our heads on how we're going to get this deer out of this. But you weren't going to go in there. There's a kid well, swam, a swam a creek when he last year they killed a big bird. That bird had three beards on it. Well, this is what I'm going with this. Yeah, okay. So we, so we're all sitting around and when and Owen, my my oldest my boy, 
we all look at him at the same time. <laughs> like, here you go, young yeah. man. You're so up. You're we're up. like, okay, Owen's going to get this. So Owen strips down, <laughs> goes in this. I mean, it, I'm not when I say river, I don't mean like the water Muscatack. It's a it's a it's a creek to me, but they call it a river. He swims in there and grabs this dough and and yanks it out of this river. And we still laugh about this to this day, just because all the adults are standing around and then we've got like child labor in there trying to get this <laughs> but deer you out know, of the river. The CPC could have got called on you right there. I know, you but, know but, yeah. but it's the memories. It it's all is, about the memories. It is. The so, yeah, that's the deer fishing story. That's awesome. And I think uh, Jeremy Steinkamp asked, I think you guys have this coming up, but uh, what kind of deer minerals and supplements do you guys use? And I think that is going to be a future episode, but I wanted yeah, to throw so, that out there. So we we actually use uh white tail essentials which jeremy stein camp makes um they're awesome minerals they're all it's awesome feed and jeremy also actually has um the first time this year uh, food plot seed so we're going to be putting some of his seed in the ground too to to help our deer herd out um i mean jeremy jeremy's one of those guys where you know we've worked with him since day one on this um hoosier hardwoods outdoors deal and I mean that's where we get all of our mineral and our feed from, and and he's and Jeremy's local too. He's he's right here in Brownstown. So, I mean, I, I was going to mention Jeremy, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. I mean, and Jeremy's actually he, I mean, he's an outdoorsman too, so he knows what it takes. I mean, he he he's helped me out several times, and you know, I got to hang out with him and the guys down at the Lawrenceburg Outdoor uh, Expo show. But last I, get, month. I didn't get invited. I, well, I know, but I didn't have. I a was seat stuck in the, in the shop doing this. See, so I you know. could pull me away. And you had save your me you had your R and D going right, for the turkey sauce. You know what? I haven't got yours done, so you're going to have to sweeten it up a little I'll, bit. I'll glue that in there. No, no, no. You no. This this for the giveaway. Your your personal one for this year. The oh, newer that's model. True. I that's mean, true. you don't have, and you keep forgetting that. You haven't that's started okay. on it yet. Oh, but it's sitting there. It's okay, sitting there, but you might be last on the list. I mean, I, there's some things I haven't got to go to. I'll, I'll get me a Robinson call. I'm feeling left out. So yeah, Jeremy. I mean, Jeremy is a great guy, and and you know, look him up. I mean, if because here here for too long, it's going to be mineral time. I mean, you're yeah. dropping our antlers, oh, yeah. and it's going to be time to get some minerals out there. So give Jeremy a shout. And uh, Rhonda Bridgewater said, "Mural, tell about our crappie fishing." <laughs> well, everybody knows me knows I love to fish, and like I said, we're not going to use up everything for. Uh, our future shows and stuff but it was last year it was in the springtime everybody in my house i've been working on calls and stuff they let's go fishing so we were fishing up front and i know we were fishing star hall lake i'm not afraid to say where we were at so my sister calls me she says hey the bite's on let's go get back here so anyways we started back here and her and my dad sitting back there fishing I said, now, come on now. I, I don't see anybody jerking any fish about that time they got a bite. And my sister reached down, and she grabs the fish basket. And the crappies that they had in there, I don't even think they had probably 25. But they were anywhere from two and a half to three pounds. Just flat monsters. And I tell you what, it ended up being about five or six people back here around these cypress trees trying to catch these fish. And it was just, <laughs> you know, before. it's like rotate everybody moves rotate because yeah. you know you'd hit pockets of them and stuff and it was so hard to get up in there and you had to get your bait up into the trash oh yeah but she out her and dad outdone us that day i mean by far i mean those things were just flat monsters and but anybody that knew my dad then my dad passed away in december december 30th and he was a great outdoorsman and he taught me a lot and my dad took everybody fishing oh yeah Everybody that knew Burl Robinson knew he was a fisherman. Yep. He was the fisherman. He'd outfish you. 
any day of the week, you might catch more than him. And he was always going to catch the biggest one. Right. No matter where you were at. He had that kid, kid instinct. Yeah. <laughs> they fought The patience. Him. But, yeah, but back to that crappie story, those things were just monsters. And I tell you what is this. I didn't catch one that big that day, so I'm kind of somber about that day. Just it to happens. With it. it, it happens yeah. to the best of us. I don't like getting it put on me. Yeah. You know. You're going to start practicing more. I know. Well, gentlemen, you're at uh, 36 minutes, almost 40 minutes here in on this uh, premiere show. We'll wrap it up then because yeah. we don't want to let all of our secrets out. No, right no, away. no. We got a lot of good stuff yeah. coming. Just like, you know, Rob, you're sitting there playing them turkey calls, buddy. It's coming. It's coming on our future shows, and you better get your name on the list because you're going to want <laughs> one. I promise. And like they said, the uh, first official episode of Hoosier Hardwoods Live will come out on uh, Tuesday uh, February 19th. Uh, it'll be live on Facebook at 8 p.m. And then on Wednesday, it'll be available wherever you get your podcast, AP or uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, TuneIn, Spotify, any and all of the above, wherever you get your podcast, the audio version will be available there. This premiere episode will be available this wednesday um, on all of those locations as well so make sure you tune in if you've got questions for these guys make sure that you bring those so that uh, they can answer your questions and help you and your outdoor um, adventures uh, that you have coming up this year and one more thing we'd like to add just remember it's not always just about you know me and matt sitting here we want to bring information and people because we're proud of the heritage yeah and we want a lot of questions and stuff and we want to answer them but it's going to be about our hunting community because we love to hunt and And we'll have our guys on here periodically too yeah so it's going to be a great show make sure everybody tunes in and we're going to it's going to be on a broad area of topics don't you agree man i agree 100 percent. i mean you know just the mind just never stops it just keeps going never 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 so you never know you might get asked to be on the show so like our page, follow us, Who's Your yep. Hardwoods, Robinson Custom Calls, and the Throttle Up Podcast, APR. Yep. So yep. you guys just stick with us because yep. things, great things good. are coming. It's going to get good. It's going to be awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks.